0: Welcome to Melanated Stamps. Melanated Stamps, a podcast highlighting and showcasing the stories of black
1: and brown global chocolates.
0: here um sorry that it took me a while to get another episode out to you I feel like I say this all the time but man I tell you life in China just does crazy stuff all the time and it makes me mad because I want to be consistent in the people that I love and the projects that I'm working on but like it's just you just can't it's just I don't know how people who are new expats can do anything regularly because everything just goes crazy all the time but thankfully um like the gap between the episode before the last one and the last one like that gap had a whole bunch of craziness and then the last episode to this one had less craziness so i feel like mm i feel like i'm starting to get the hang of it i have a new job over here which i'm not officially sharing yet because I have a complex, and I need to make sure that I'm fully successful before I actually like tell everyone about it. But I do have a new job, and it's super great, and it's basically what I've wanted to, to do. And it's also a, um, it's like a bridge position between um, academia and teaching in the classroom and corporate America. So I'm so grateful for the opportunity. And in a future episode, I will be talking about like what this position means to me. Um, and then also about, um, you know, the transition, finding positions, that sort of getting jobs abroad um, in the teaching field, that sort of thing. And so all of that's coming later. But um, I don't want to talk about that. I do want to talk about my friend who is going to be on this podcast. I'm really thrilled that he was willing to share his life. Now, backstory: um, He and I... Cross paths um, at my church in Denver, Denver Community Church, which I absolutely love to pieces. Um, And he was super cool and hilarious and amazing. And then I'm super cool and hilarious a little bit and somewhat, mostly a little bit amazing. I don't know. I don't like talking about myself. And when people that I like cross paths with me, I'm super grateful. And so this episode is, or this podcast. No, sorry, this interview is actually super, super old. Um, I think we recorded it. I would have to check. It's probably been upwards of six months, I think. Yeah, I feel like we recorded it in January. Oh my goodness, that is ridiculous. When did we record this? I feel like it was January. That's amazing. So since we have recorded this, um, I, you know, Our lives have done a complete 360. Look at that! I'm checking the file again. We recorded this January 27th. It was wild. And it's wild because when we recorded it, I was in China and he was in the U.S. And um, he was getting ready to do a huge, huge life change. Um, And we were talking a little bit about it offline, about his thoughts and things. And then um, I... I didn't chat with him for a while, and then I got on Facebook, and he was like, "All right, I got two weeks left in the USA." And I was like, "You're actually doing it!" And then he was like, "I have 24 hours," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is great!" And then he moved all the way from Denver, Colorado, to New Zealand. Now, our since our episode was recorded in January, this is these are his thoughts and things before he moved abroad and I will do a catch up episode because he's officially he has officially been living in New Zealand for 2 months as of now and he actually has a super dope podcast as well. Um so yeah, life does crazy crazy things when you let it do crazy crazy things and I've also been talking with my therapist like life does crazy things and you have to go with it and instead of like standing up and being strong you we you have to like ride the wave of the crazy, and you will cause yourself a whole bunch of less um, PTSD and stress and anxiety and panic if you go with it instead of fighting so much for um, stability. Because life is, if it is anything, it is not stable. Like sometimes you have money, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you have friends, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're in your hometown, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you have stuff, sometimes you don't. Sometimes. You Um, everything's great sometimes it's horrible and it just it just happens and so um, yeah uh, I think hmm, probably in a couple months I will bring Michael back up so that we can do an update on his life but this episode is all about him prior to him moving to New Zealand Um, I hope that you enjoy it he's one of my favorite humans um, and it was such a pleasure to chat with him See you at the end of the interview. Okay. I'm
1: very glad you called. I also want to state that.
0: Yay. Kind
1: of, I've been looking forward to this like so much. And then today I had a very rough day of work. And so right now I was just, I was just like sitting down, decompressing, talking to my roommate. And then I get a call or get your message. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I forgot.
0: Yay, it's today. It's happening.
1: <laughs> I know. It's oh around.
0: man. Yes. What time is it there right now?
1: Right now it is 6 p.m. here in Denver.
0: Okay. Excellent. It is nine o'clock where I am. Yes. Which is three hours before I prefer to wake up. But I have to <laughs> go to work. So it's fine. All right. Can you hear well me yes, I can hear you well and we are recording. So let's get started. Are you ready?
1: Uh, give me give me ten seconds here. Okay. I just want to be in a good spot. What am I looking for? Hmm. I'm like debating should I put on headphones to like make it easier for you to hear me. Like, can you hear me well?
0: Yeah, I can hear you perfectly fine. Yes, it's not like a. I'm not the expert in GarageBand and all of that, so it is what it's gonna be. The content is what matters.
1: Yes. Content is what matters. I like how that sounds.
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay, so let's uh, let's go for it.
0: Yay! All right. Thank you so much for meeting with me. Um, can we start with your five sentence story? So, who are you? What do you do? Where are you from?
1: Yes. So, who am I? My name is Michael Nunez. Um, I am from California. I currently live in Denver for, as you know, a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> yes. What do I do? I am a web designer for a one-stop site shop, and I do photography for Images by Nunez.
0: Oh, you're so fancy. That's so exciting. Good. All right. Um, And can you tell me, when did you lose your travel virginity?
1: Yes. So... I'm tra- I, this was like a you know kind of a tough one because I traveled just a little bit as a as kind of a child and I think it was in high school that I started going. Uh I think I went on a cruise, that's what it was, down to Mexico with my parents. Mm-hmm. And that was like my first little like out of the country. Granted it was just for a weekend and you know, it's kind of common for Californians to do that. Wow. Um uh, but previous to that trip, my sister and I, we uh, we would do, like, little, little holidays together to, like, the bigger cities because we grew up in a small city. And I feel like that was my actual, like, little bug for traveling because we mm-hmm. would, like, that was the only time I got away from the house or anything like that, like, the area I was in uh, was when I was with her. And so... Even though we rarely went far at that time, uh, like that—that's what I kind of count as like our weekend trips to San Francisco or things like that.
0: Got it. All right. Um, what type of traveler are you? Do you do you like the whole solo thing, friends thing, or by or yeah? So, what kind of traveler are you?
1: I, I, for the past. Three years, I believe. I've been traveling mostly by myself. Um, You're so brave. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, It's it started off like super nerve wracking. Like I was very uh, very nervous on my first trip um, Mm -hmm. because it was my first time being in another country alone. But now I've come to a point to where I love it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've done like multiple countries by myself, where I've met up with friends or Uh, Or have just, you know, gone on my own. Uh, Another time, I actually took a month-long road trip and drove all around the States (laughs) in my little Mini Cooper, which uh, I I love because uh, I was actually talking to my Uber driver this morning about that. He's like, I want to do an (laughs) RV. I said, that sounds great. I was like, dude, RVs are awesome. But I did it in the smallest car possible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's amazing. (laughs) That's fantastic. Um, What is something that you buy or do on every trip or in every country that you go to?
1: Now, I am huge on food. Like, I wouldn't necessarily... Yes, like me! (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't call myself, like, a foodie in the States, but I, Mm -hmm. especially because, like, I'm kind of a picky eater. Except <laughs> when, I, when I go abroad or just into a new place in general, I want to try everything. Because I feel like this is my one time to try this local cuisine, whatever it is. Even mm-hmm. if it like looks weird or like has a slimy consistency that I could see already, I oh, just want to try it.
0: Even if it's slimy, that's where I have to be. Like, it's a hard pass. I can't with the slime. Wow. What's something that you're, like, really proud that you ate? Like, I did this. Do you you have any of those stories or not so much?
1: I don't think I have a story where I'm super proud I ate something. Because for the most part, like, I would say that the food I'm eating is is relatively normal.
0: (laughs) Yes, I understand.
1: I I mean, I have eaten things like, like crickets before, and that was crunchier than I imagined.
0: They are crunchy. You're right. They are very crunchy. <laughs> but they're good in protein and you can find them in Whole Foods now. So let really, me just say
1: really? Wow. Yeah.
0: hmm Yeah, they have um cricket Chocolate Bars.
1: <laughs> wow, I in. did not know that.
0: Yeah, you gotta go find them now. <laughs> yes. Um what about how um how do you count the countries that you go to? Cause I think that this is a pretty big debate amongst global travelers
1: yeah you know if I spend uh, I'd say probably like a half day or more in the country Mm -hmm. then I I would count it Um, like uh, the one time I went to France I was there for I want to say about 10 to 12 hours and that was about it Mm. and I count that like I've been there that's also because like I spent six hours on the bus like just traveling around but like I was there, like I was actually walking around. Um, there's a couple of countries I've only been to by by like landing there in the airport, and mm-hmm. I feel like it doesn't count because I'd never left the airport.
0: Hmm. 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 Yeah, I'm starting to lean your way, but for me, I have to spend the night. But then now that I'm talking to people, I'm starting to like the extended extended layover idea. I'll get back to you. I don't know. But I like that yeah,
1: perspective. Spending a night is a good one. But I so I was in Norway just a couple of months ago and um, I took a day trip into Sweden. So mm. I left early in the morning, p- took a train and I spent all day in Gothenburg and and I and I count it as I've been in Sweden because I you know interacted with people, I saw some parks, I walked in the museums, uh, m- more like snuck into museums, but um, like I actually was there and Interacted with the country I, I have a couple of friends that also do the uh, Like, oh, you know, I landed in there So it counts I'm like, ah, but you never haven't seen it Really?
0: <laughs> yes um, Why do you go abroad?
1: Oh my gosh I I'm an avid learner In general And I think that going to other places, seeing how people interact with one another, uh, you know, interact with strangers, interact with their friends and family and loved ones, and just learning their culture, learning how they do things. I love that. And I love things that are different, like like just abnormal situations and, and whatnot. And I like how, I like how, like, people express themselves in ways that I had not previously seen or even thought of expressing myself. And I love that. And I love learning. And I love, I think that with every person I meet, whether, whether like, whether or not they, like they like me or they hang out with me or if I like them and I hang out with them, like whether or not anything, I think that every person has something that I don't know and can teach me. And so I love Learning so much that like when I go places, all I want to do is just learn and see and like soak in this knowledge.
0: Ah, I love it. So when you go abroad, um, do you like have a goal that you're trying to accomplish? Or what are you trying to come back home with?
1: Mm. I want to come back home with the newer and better version of myself. Uh, I used to work with this guy his name was Tony and something he said that oh, has stuck with me is this is actually around the aforementioned month long road trip I was telling him about it and he's like focus on yourself while you're out there because in each and every new city you will find a new version of you and I was like that's wow so like it was deep I was like thanks Tony so, Great,
0: thanks, Tony.
1: <laughs> and so I look for that person. Like, who is this Michael that is here in Oslo, Norway, or in Gothenburg, Sweden, or in the Reykjavik, Iceland? Like, who is this person? And how can I take the best parts of him and, you know, put him in my everyday self? hmm hmm
0: Oh, I love it. Um, So let's talk about some of the details about how you travel. So um, what do you pack? Like, what are your must-haves? And I can't do without this. And also the things that you're like, eh, I can't, I don't have space for this, or it's not mm-hmm. important. Or, yeah, talk about that, please.
1: Okay, okay. So, um. One of mine that's on like the most two-pack lists and not to pack lists is uh, headphones. So initially when I started traveling, like I listen to a lot of music, a lot of podcasts, so I'm just used to always having my headphones on. And on my first trips, it was much easier to, to help myself fall asleep in a new environment or just as I'm walking around to feel safer listening to things that, uh, that I was comfortable with. And it was great for relating to that trip. Like, I would specifically save new music for a trip, so that way every time I heard this song, I would always think, oh man, I listened to Sunshine while in France, like on the way to Paris with my little niece in my lap. Like, uh, Oh my
0: gosh, that's the best idea!
1: It is a great idea. Like,
0: that's amazing! <laughs>
1: every time I hear that song, that is exact moment, which... I mean, I even have a story about that because my niece on that same trip also, like, pooped all over me. Granted, she was, I think, a year and a half at the time. So, uh, you know, not her fault necessarily. (laughs) but Not really. (laughs) uh, (laughs) But that was one thing I did. And now I honestly feel like headphones are a distraction. Mm. And so I try not to pack them anymore because... Um a lot of my just thoughts on traveling have changed where it's like I want to be a little uncomfortable because I want to be in this setting. Like I don't want to bring what makes me feel normal. I want to see what is other people's normal. Like I said, you know, learning from them. Uh-huh. Um but a definite to bring is shoes, <laughs> the most comfortable yeah. walking shoes yes. that you can. <laughs> yes. That is number one, two, three, four, and five. <laughs> well, that is that is by far the most important thing. I've lost so much weight when I go traveling. No matter how much I eat, purely because I walk around so Just much. Just walking. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I remember I was going with someone and they were trying to be cute and they brought cute shoes and they were in tears at the end of the day. And I was like, in my tennis shoes that don't match. And I was like, Oh, I'm ready to keep walking. And they're like, I I can't do this. (laughs) Yes. Um, so when you are planning your itinerary, like, do you plan everything before or do you get there and figure it out? Do you have like goals that you want to accomplish? How do you plan for what your activities and your
1: day how that looks i am kind of fluid with this there have been some trips uh like i mentioned I, i've traveled solo and i've traveled solo for the most part of my past three years but before that i actually traveled with my sister and, and uh, her family she's married and has three kids now um but when I travel with her, my sister is that, that type a like plan every detail. And I love that. That is great. Um, uh, but when I travel by myself, there are, there are details that I left undone based on like, what do I want to do? And I'm not sure yet. And, you know, I, I like, I plan on being spontaneous, which, you know, it's kind of hard to do, but, uh, I'll set a plan like I want to spend this so many days in this city, and then I want to go so many days in the next city. Um, but I also like like leave uh, leave some room. So a good example of that is I went to Lithuania, and I spent my time between the capital city as well as uh, a beachside city. And I wasn't sure how much time I would have at each, so I kind of just made it like day to day plans. I the hostel I was staying at, um, they were okay with me paying day to day and just deciding what day I would leave. And then one day I was like, okay, I'm done. And then I went (laughs) to a beach, stayed at the beach city for a few days. And then I was like, all right, I really liked the other city. I'm gonna go back and spend an extra day or two there. And then Uh... I did that. Um, And I think in that same trip, I ended up liking that city so much. I was gonna take a train across the country and then I found out, it's was like, well, or I could just pay, you know, 50 bucks and take an airline to a, a country over. And I was like, I'll do that. And so um, many times, like the beefier parts of the trip where I'm, I know I'm going to stay at one spot an extended time, that's when I'll actually book the hostel, the Airbnb, the wherever I'm staying. Okay. Um, but it's when it's when I'm going on like a little trip, like I'm going to spend one or two days over here or you know three days there those are ones I will even wait to the very last minute to book my Mm -hmm. place to stay or my itinerary. Uh, I'll meet people and say like, Hey, I'm not from here. What are the top three things I need to see in your city? Mm -hmm. And you know, I will allow that to dictate where I go.
0: I love it. Uh, Let's talk budgeting. So are you a bare minimum? Do you go out and you just wild out when you're abroad? What, What, how do you, um, frame your money? And then what are some like, oh, I should have done this better when it came to planning and spending money.
1: Um, the first thing I tell every single one of my friends is Scott's cheap flights
0: is everything. Yes.
1: (laughs) I have, let's see, I've bought so many tickets to them. Um, even my flight to Oslo, like I went like Norway, Sweden, and Iceland was my most recent trip just a couple months ago. Uh, I flew round trip to Oslo for I want to say about three sixty was my what? Yeah, and three sixty American. I flew to Poland round trip with an extended stay in London, and that was four fifty. Oh wow! Most of the time, it includes bags as well, so I'm not paying extra for that. I Don't have to worry about that. So first thing when it comes to money, like I buy or I use Scotts Cheap Flights. they it says uh I don't work for them, I don't get paid, <laughs> but they are <laughs> absolutely great. Uh you know, they're actually based up in here in, in Colorado. I should go out and visit them and say, like, hey guys. You
0: should and tell them thank you from everybody.
1: <laughs> thank you from everybody. Also give yes. me a job because <laughs> I have got so many people to sign up.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: That's usually the first thing I do. Um, uh, I usually buy my tickets roughly six to nine months ahead of time. And then I will save up about one thousand dollars. Um, and that is my rough limit. Um my most recent trip changed that a little bit because I, I'm trying to start a little bit of a trend, get a new tattoo in a new country. So I definitely oh. like yeah, uh so that definitely raises my my initial price just a little bit uh-huh. but i feel like spending 10 days in any country a thousand dollars for lodging and food for that amount of time is kind of kind of a lot in my opinion and so i think it's relatively reasonable for most people uh may- maybe that's just me but uh, uh-huh. i think it's but at the same time, it's like I'm not being ultra lavish going out every single night to the swankiest places. But it does allow me to go, like, have a nice dinner at a good place that's highly recommended or, you know, things like that. Mhm. Got it.
0: Um, where is somewhere that, like, you definitely want to go back to and you are trying to tell all your people, like, this place was everything?
1: Oh gosh there are two places for me that are like that. Number 1 is Iceland. Really? Uh, Iceland was so beautiful. I was I was shocked. Like as soon as I was flying over it Um, I flew at this time from, I flew west. I was going over the island from uh, east to west. And I was like, my goodness, this place is so beautiful. I immediately called my airline as soon as I landed. And I said, how much is it to spend more days here? And it was ridiculous. So I didn't get to stay there. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, But that place is like, I need to go back there. It is so beautiful. There's so much I did not see. Um, and they have like a similar to the pacific coast highway in california they have a their own highway that goes around the entire country the entire island and it's just awesome like at the, from what the pictures i've seen and and i went during the winter so i was only able to stay in certain places but i want to go back for sure that's number 1 uh number 2 is actually lithuania um I spent time in their capital city, which is Vilnius, and then the beach city I went to was Klepera, and both of them were very, very nice places to just be, to just exist and relax. Um, The people were so nice, so welcoming. Uh, It's Not that it's rare to experience that in other countries, but... Yeah, um, I had just spent some time in Poland and the people were not as welcoming there to foreigners. Um, so that's on my list of places I won't be returning. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but like in Lithuania, it was so beautiful. There was a lot of construction going on, too. And I honestly could see it within the next five to seven years being a, a top vacation spot because it already was beautiful. And the plans that they had for their construction when it was all done looks like it would be even more beautiful and, like, just the sights to see.
0: Hmm. That's good to know. That is good to know. Um, Let's talk about, like, what you do when you get sick abroad. Um, and then how do you fix your
1: body when you get sick? Oh, man. Rest. Um, rest, rest, and rest is kind of what mm. I do. Um I was in the Dominican Republic and this is how I learned I cannot eat their beef there. Um, <laughs> Cause I, I went there twice to the same area and had the beef on two different occasions and made by two different people. So it's like, it wasn't just like I went to the same restaurant or the exact same thing, you know? Right. Um, I, I, I can't, I don't know for whatever reason, their beef does just not settle well with me. And so I spent a lot of time next to the bathroom after yep. eating that. <laughs> and so I basically yep. just went from the bed to the bathroom for hours. <laughs> and for me, that is the epitome of uh, what I need to do is rest. Um, I will even plan for rest days in general mm. um, so I don't get sick. So if I'm taking a 10-day trip I will try to get one rest day full rest day in the middle where maybe I just spend most of it binge watching something on Netflix in my hotel room which I know it sounds like well why would you do that if you're in another country you could do that at home but but A Netflix has different different movies available when you're in a new uh, country <laughs> True. Uh, and B it, it allows me to like I like to go as hard as I can for as long as I can, and if I can you know go do four or five days where I'm non stop going and seeing and then I get one day of rest, and then that means the next four or five days I can go hard again and mm-hmm. I won't get burnt out completely
0: got it How do you stay safe, and do you have a moment when you did feel very unsafe, and what was that situation like for you?
1: Oh, how do I stay safe? you know. I I was born in a town called Stockton, yeah, which is in California, and Stockton is not known to be a great place. And granted, I, I like I was only born there. I did spend a lot of time there. I was like where my church was, is where my friends were. Uh, but I've always been under this belief that if you don't go looking for trouble, most of the time trouble's not going to come looking for you. Hey. Um, and so there's like this one time I'd say where I felt like I was unsafe. I was in, in Poland in a place called Biwestok. And Mm -hmm. I was visiting a friend in their apartment and they're like, okay, like, it's time for you to leave. And I was like, okay, my, my hostel's on the other side of the city. So I'm going to, I'm going to walk there. And it was about two in the morning and they don't have Uber or Lyft. So. I'm leaving their place, and she's like, "Hey, just just be careful. Like, this this <laughs> part of town is not a good part of town, and also, you know, Poland's just not used to foreigners. Slash, they don't really like you at all." <laughs> I was like, "Cool, cool, thank you, friend." Uh, oh, she geez. did not tell me beforehand, but talk actually means "White Mountain." And so lots and lots of white people there. It's kind of funny. They actually, while I was there, the most common question I was asked is, why are you in Big WeStock?"
0: Oh, that's comforting.
1: Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I ended up walking alone, uh, like I said, at two in the morning. And there was a large group of males whom when you're out with a bunch of people at two in the morning and you're not like downtown hanging out or partying or anything like that, you're just in a neighborhood. It doesn't feel right or safe as I'm like right. walking straight to these guys. I'm like, I have to go here and, and, uh, gotta go this direction. So, and again, like I, to me as long as I don't go searching for trouble trouble doesn't find me and so you know I just crossed the street and continued walking they saw me yeah uh, I think they might have called out to me but it, again I don't speak Polish so I, I'm not certain I just kept walking right and they didn't follow me thankfully so like that was that oh it my like, gosh. like there that absolutely could have been something sketchy going on and You know it's dark, and there wasn't a whole lot of lights out, but you know it was was fine. It was good,
0: right? That is wild. Um, so some tips for people: Um, how do you? What is your thinking around like, um, places to stay? Do you do hotels? You mentioned hostels. Um, yeah. So, what is your thinking around that?
1: Airbnb and vrbo are both international and so if i can't find something by googling like hostel in the city i'm in those are my go-to especially because i have sprints and i have my data at 3g whenever i'm in a different country and so it's easy for me to look up like where i want to go or if i need a a quick spot to stay nearby or or something along those lines those are my go-tos um, okay. i don't think i've slept in a hotel um abroad i'm trying to i'm trying to think i i don't think so um honestly like i think since i've become an adult Uh, I don't think I've stayed in a hotel outside of (laughs) vacations with spent with my family. And like, if it's me, I'm either sleeping in a tent in my car or in a hostel. So I'm kind of flexible. (laughs) I look for so many different like alternatives for that. I have not used couch surfing yet myself. Um, but I've known quite a few travelers that say that couch surfing is great to use
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't used it either, but i I don't know I think it was cool a few years ago now that there's Airbnb I don't know we'll see um what about the ideal um or your next destination like what's on your short list?
1: Great question so uh as you know and Um, I've been planning on moving to another country. Yay! (laughs) I will be moving to New Zealand in about three months, I think. Maybe four. Uh, Yeah, four months. Which is crazy to say. Like, Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's wild. I'm moving and I'm living in another country. It's crazy. (laughs) Uh, So that is kind of my next trip, but because I'm such an avid traveler, like I am trying to fit in a road trip uh, in between that time where uh, I will leave Denver uh, and I'm thinking about like seeing a couple of States. I haven't seen yet, like Montana, Idaho, and North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like a small trip I'd like to go on. Uh, once I'm in New Zealand, I obviously have to go to Australia cause it's right there. It's um, right there. And I am ultra eager to go down to Antarctica uh, the uninhabitable uh, continent that we have yes. um, so those are my my kind of three trips that I'm very interested in and I'm already semi planning this is probably for, for 2020 but uh, going to Southeast Asia uh, because New mm-hmm. Zealand is much closer right than where I am right now um, mm-hmm. Southeast Asia sounds great
0: that makes me so happy. We'll be close. Um, yeah. What about your, okay, so how does your international experience impact like your daily life? We've talked a lot about like the big picture, but like moment by moment, like do you see connections between international and
1: 10 o'clock in the morning sort of thing? You know, for me, traveling is a it's like it's a passion it's a lifestyle it is something that I I do I have to do because that's you know in me all the time where I'm always thinking about the next trip and like I said like I have three trips planned for this year and a move to another country and so yeah and then I already like thinking about ones for 2020 and how it impacts me is like I'm always thinking about it in the sense that I love learning from people, and so like I learn different things and i and I try to change the person I am to be a better person, a more well knowledgeable person mm-hmm. because you know i've been to another country where they taught me this or they taught me that um, i 'd also say that um, some countries don't have the busyness of of my life of like American life in a, you know, stereotypical way. Um, Americans were pretty busy and there are times where I'm just like, I need to absolutely get away from this, you know, this busyness. Um, and it's, I think uh, I, I have a perspective because when you, when you, go visit places, you're normally on vacation. And so that I'm more relaxed there naturally. But I also try to think of, you know, these people seem more relaxed than me, and they are in their busyness. What can I? How can I have their their sort of chill, their their peace in my daily life? And sometimes it's like, okay, I am literally like all the plans that they have today are to go to a coffee shop, have espresso, and read a book. I, oh, I love it. I can do that here in, in the States. And like, you know, find a favorite coffee shop where all I do is go there and sit. And, you know, I don't bring work with me or I don't bring an agenda. I just sit there and chat with the barista or, you know, hang out with, in the little kids section and maybe do some coloring with the children there. I know it's a little creepy, uh, but, like, as a single male. No, it's like, perfect. <laughs> but, like, it is a thing I'll do. So, uh, mostly if, if the child, like, interacts with me first. I'm not like... Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but that is, that is huge. Like, just finding that peace, that serenity um, in my daily life and noticing when I am not the best Michael that I can be. Um, like, Figuring out, okay, what have I learned from this country or that country to where I can be a better Michael to be around?
0: Mm -hmm. Excellent. I love it. Um, Okay, so some non-travel questions. Um, You mentioned that you do budget. So do you have a specific extra little side hustle thing to help you afford
1: to travel abroad? I love that. Um, I am all about side hustles. But that's also yes. partly because I'm an Enneagram 3, which if you know that, <laughs> I'm an achiever. I like to do as much as I can, which I know is counter to what I just talked about in resting <laughs> and this peaceful. I, the, I'll even admit, like, there's are times where I'm just like, I need to get away from here. And I think about this one island. It's called Kefalonia, And Cephalonia is an island off the coast of Greece, you know, specifically mm. off the coast of like Athens. And if, if you, Janae, if I ever disappear and you don't hear from me for like that's a very where you long are. time, I'm in Kefalonia. Like, <laughs> I will, I will, that's like my place where I will go and I will not even take a phone with me. I will be so disconnected. <laughs> like, I'm telling, I've am telling, i been telling people that for a long time. And one of these days, something, like people are going to come looking for me and I'll, I will be there. Like, it's yes. not that big of an island. You're like You could find me, but it's just so beautiful, so peaceful. And gorgeous. Uh, But anyways. (laughs) When I'm not daydreaming about rest. I am accomplishing as many tasks. As I can. uh, Mm -hmm. Which I love. And I've had so many different side hustles. In my life. Uh, uh, I like to say. That my day job. Is actually my side hustle. Mm. Uh, So I'm a project manager. For a fiber engineering group. And I have. Uh, hopefully they don't hear this but I have zero interest in what I do as a in that life and <laughs> uh, but I'm good at it and I think of putting on part like again I like to achieve I like to do well so um, that's what I do that's kind of my side hustle I've also done like advertising where I've gone in stores to tr- I've gone into liquor stores to try to convince people to buy certain types of liquor. That was a fun mm-hmm. job because it's like, I'm basically giving away free drinks. Does anybody want this? <laughs> <laughs> and right. hardly anyone says, or hardly anyone in a liquor store says no to free liquor. So right. You're right. <laughs> it was an easy of job. Course um, I did that. Of course um, I do photography. And so that's kind of a, a side hustle that is turning into one of my main hustles um i own my own photography business images by nunez and uh, i love taking photos of people especially when i can you know make them laugh make can smile things like that capturing these beautiful moments um mm. that is something that is working out for me uh thank goodness and and then lastly my other job as a web designer um uh, for one-stop site shop that has been that's been a lot of fun just learning uh how to design websites for people And that's also a side gig that has turned into something more for me. So I've I've had a plethora and two of them are working out really well.
0: Yay, success. Um, What does being black or brown mean to you? Um, And before you answer that, can you share your cultural and ethnic heritage so we can get some context?
1: Yes, uh, for the most part, My father, he is Hispanic. Uh, His parents uh, are from Mexico. My dad was born in the States, though. My mother, it's a little unclear, but she's been in America, or at least her line has been in America for the past few generations. But ultimately, they are uh, Native American and Italian. So I have a good mix of really hot-blooded culture in me. Uh, Even right now, I know you can't see me, but I'm like moving my hands with every word I speak.
0: Of course Uh, you are. (laughs) It's in your blood.
1: It is in my blood. Oh my goodness. It's a good thing I'm not holding a microphone because then it'd be everywhere and you wouldn't be able to hear me. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But uh, I am very brown. Uh, uh, My dad is like, there's kind of like a scale of color in my family where my mom is like the whitest and my dad's the darkest and uh, I'm mm. right next to my dad. Like I'm pretty dark. Uh, I haven't had my California tan in a while. So I feel like I'm a little whiter than I normally am, but, mm. <laughs> but I'm still Brown. Uh, and I'll be honest, like what does bro- being Brown mean to me? That's, that's such a great question, especially cause right now I'm still learning that. Like I, I just had my 28th birthday and Happy uh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, and I'm trying to figure out what that means. And I, I think it is more post-university that I've been able to gain um gain a small knowledge of what that is and what I'm supposed to do with it and how to be prideful in what I my culture is. And uh, but at the same time, like balance that with the pride of the melting pot that America is, and you know where I live. Uh, and growing up, I grew up in a predominantly white area, and and unfortunately, a lot of my area was uh, was segregated and then split, and there you know definitely a lot of racism towards those who weren't white, and and it, it was a very very white city, and that was the culture I grew up in. So I was like used to that used to kind of being a part of a culture that wasn't really mine. And then as I started getting older, just trying to discover, or I didn't try to discover, I did discover like, Oh, like my culture looks different. My my culture feels different. They speak different. Um, even my cousins, when I was growing up, um, I didn't say my last name correctly. My last name is Hispanic it's Nunez. And I remember like a, couple, a few times in my childhood where they'd make fun of me because I said it like a white person instead of like them. And so I felt like I was a little torn between cultures, and I wasn't able to figure that out. And now that I'm an adult, it's like, oh, I can see what I did and what I was doing and why they said these things. And now I'm at this point, okay, so it's like I see it, I know it. What can I do? or what should i do about it and so yeah um for me it's it's a learning experience of what brown being brown means to me and um mm-hmm. something i even do when i'm traveling like i said in poland where they don't like strangers and they don't like uh <laughs> they don't like foreigners they like mm-hmm. i could tell that they speak english because i would hear them speak english to each other and then they wouldn't speak English to me and like, oh come on guys. <laughs> like uh, make your country look better. But uh, uh, tragedies. <laughs> but you know, you know, that's it's a little bit of part of life and a little bit of like, you know, what what it's like being being you know, brown and it's unfortunate, but yeah, I'm still learning that and Yeah, that's where I am. I'm still learning.
0: Excellent. Um, what is your self care regimen? How do you take care
1: of yourself? Great question. Um, that is something I have got better at over time. Um, so, let's see. It was probably about a little less than ten years ago. I I was started seeing a, a started seeing a counselor who would just help me with
0: therapy. Life. Yes,
1: isn't is that great? Um uh, my goodness. That's another thing I try to tell every single person. Go see someone about whatever it is. Like, just sit and talk <laughs> with someone because it is so good. Even if you think you're perfectly fine, it'll help you, like, like, help you talk to someone or, like, learn how to deal with others who aren't perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and I already know that I'm like I'm like different. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's actually what my my mom told me uh, when I was younger. She's like, "You're different." So I was like, "Thanks, mom." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how to take that, but uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> and i and I fully embrace that now. Like I I love my uniqueness and, and whatnot. But um, I started seeing someone, and that's someone. <laughs> you know, help me during that time. And and that someone has been like replaced over time as I've moved, as I've experienced uh, different areas and different types of lifestyles and whatnot. Um, And so I fully believe that having someone that is outside of your friend group, outside of your family that you can talk to and that they can call you out on things where you're being dumb on and things where You can freely explain what is going on in your mind without feeling judged. Um, And I know there are a lot of friends that can do that for you and family can do that for you. I think there's a little bit of a significance when you get a third party of someone who's like, I don't know anything about you. So I cannot previously judge anything. Um, I think that is super important. Um, also, spending time getting to know yourself. Granted, I've spent a lot of time alone. Uh, I, I'm not, I haven't dated a lot, or I mean, feel like I have, but just not in these past <laughs> few years. And maybe that's why I travel so much, because it's like, oh, I'm I'm not with anyone. I could leave for a month, and
0: <laughs> you're also a lot richer than those people who do date. So you have money to travel.
1: Oh, that's true. I'm not. I'm not spending money on some lady. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I spent a lot of time on my own. Um, and because of that, it's like, I've got to know myself, like I've become kind of good friends with me and you know, we're, we have our rough patches where myself and I don't like what we're doing and we pull <laughs> ourselves aside. We talk about it and we're like, okay, yes, I can do better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that helps a lot I, I love reading um, not like self-help books but self-reflection books like uh, Brene Brown, she's really big right now I just the- read her book
0: a couple weeks ago oh, so nice. which one? Uh, Daring Greatly
1: that's excellent, I was leading a it small was. group and we went through that one, that one's a good one
0: it was good
1: Yes. oh man, her newest one it is Braving the Wilderness I believe Mm-hmm. and that one's that one's epic it's absolutely great uh there's also a book that i try to read once a year every year it is my favorite book of all time it is called blue like jazz and Ooh, I have that book a... oh it's for me it is life-changing i will tell it is a it is a christian-esque book i wouldn't say it's like blatant christianity uh, mm-hmm. but it is it is by donald miller my favorite author I've read the majority of what he has. And this guy just speaks with such with such clarity. And it's it's unique because it's he has these questions. And he, this book is about like him being in the spot where he just wasn't sure what was going on, you know, what he believed in, and kind of things like that. It's like he knew he was a Christian, but you know, what does that look like to be a Christian? Mm. Um, and I love it. And it is so good. I I've like I said, I've, I've read. I've tried to read it once a year, every year. Um, there are times when I, I've just had my eyes opened in different ways based on what life experience I'm going through, and that book has helped me learn a lot. And I love it. It is so good. Uh,
0: Any other books that you recommend for other people to read?
1: Ooh, let's
0: see. Or are those like your
1: three? Ooh, let me think for a second. Um, mm. Mm, I think those, those might be my three, uh, in general, I, I think that like as much as you need that meaty thought provoking, um, lifestyle where you dive into something and you really, you really like get into it and, and change your life. I also think that, you know, the opposite is necessary for life or something that's just completely funny and you just enjoy it. And for me, um, for me, that is the, there's like the Star Wars children's books uh, where it's Darth Vader as a father, raising up Luke and Leia as little children. And I think it's great. I've bought every edition um, I didn't keep them. I gave them to my niece and nephew, but uh, <laughs> but it, those are great. And I think that's wonderful. Um, I also love Michael J. Fox and his life. So I've read all of his books and those aren't like, in my opinion, super in depth about anything but his life. And I, you know, I enjoy his life and I think he's a really passionate person and I, I, I love his books as well.
0: Ah, oh, I love it. All right, last question. How do we find your
1: work and what you're up to? Oh, excellent question. so my my photography is on Instagram. It is on Facebook. It is online on the world wide Web. Uh, mm. you just go to images by nunez, all one word, images by dot com. Um, and you could find me the same way. Facebook.com backslash images by Nunez. My Instagram handle is images by Nunez. Clearly there is a theme <laughs> here where it is images by myself. being Nunez. I see
0: it. I see it. Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: I also work for one stop site shop. And so if you ever are looking for a website or know someone looking for a website and they call or email, they will most likely talk to me. Um, <laughs> As those are two, my two main gigs.
0: Yay! Oh my gosh, Michael! Thank you so much for hanging out and spending time and conversing on one of my favorite topics. So, yes, you are the, amazing.
1: The pleasure is all mine. I am so stoked that I got to be a part of this, and uh, I hope you continue it for as long as you can. I can't oh, wait to course. hear. I can't wait to hear other people about their travels as well.
0: I just love talking to amazing human beings and I'm so glad that I have this platform to be able to do my favorite thing which is basically to be nosy, ask people questions about their lives and things and it just brings me joy and I hope that this brought you joy as well to um, get a peek into Michael's heart and mind and passion when it comes to travel and such um i will be posting his instagram on my website and also in the show notes for this episode so you can follow him he does do photography and he does all kinds of little side hustle deals and so um please reach out to him if you are in need of projects or if you are in need of uh advice with um traveling to some of the places that he's been to he said that he is um totally willing to be a resource for you life does crazy things. And um, we did this interview in person in Denver. And this was prior to him moving all the way across the world. And he actually celebrated the one year anniversary of him booking his plane ticket um, after just realizing that he doesn't have to stay at his job. And so I'm so, so proud of him because he made a huge step, and he was like, you know what, I will always wonder what if if I don't do this because I've been thinking about it for basically my whole life. And so now he is in New Zealand, and we are actually on, like, the same part. We're, I think we're only a couple time zones away from each other, which is super cool. Um, yeah, so he totally is open to you all reaching out for him for little side hustle projects. He is a wealth of information and wealth of experience when it comes to all kinds of things. So, yep, yep. I will be posting his Instagram handle so that you can follow him and um, reach out to him if you have questions about um, the places that he's traveled, What it, um, you just want to uh, connect with somebody who has a wealth of experience with lots of things. He's available for side hustles. Um, he's a really great resource and an asset for lots and lots of things and so hopefully with this introduction you will be able to make some strong connections with him and encourage him. Uh, Oh my gosh and he also has a blog and a video log thing, I think, as well on YouTube. So all of that will be on the episode notes so that you can find him. Thank you so, 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 so much for joining us on another episode of Melanated Stamps. Please come find me on the internet if you are interested in being interviewed and having just a moment in time for someone to talk about traveling and being black or brown abroad, um, that sort of thing, please reach out to me so that you can also be interviewed. Um, my website and it, the Instagram and the Facebook, they are all the same. It is Melanated Stamps. So it's M-E-L-A-N-A-T-E-D, Stamps, S-T-A-N-P-S. Um, so come find me and so that you can get your story highlighted. I absolutely love spending my day Um, hearing stories and making sure that you have a soapbox and that you have a microphone so that people will listen to you. So um, come find me, come chat with me, um, share, tag, do all the things um, that we're supposed to be doing on the social media. Let people know that I am on the airwaves. And I I promise y'all I am going to get better with like getting these episodes out uh, more often. I'm doing the best I can, but, you know, trying to be doing too much. Um, So, yes, thank you so much for joining on another episode. Enjoy your afternoon or day um, whenever you hear this. And bye-bye.